1: I'm fired up. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, first of all, making progress on the injury. Um, I'm officially, as of tomorrow, well, no, actually, as of yesterday, two months away from the race. And I currently can't run, so that's That's not not positive. But I'm more optimistic today than ever. Because I uh, have been seeing a PT, I have been seeing a massage therapist, I have been doing all the exercises, and yesterday I did a one mile, like, fast walk, and there was no discomfort at all. That's first time. Good. So you're Huge. following the, plan. Something following to be the for plan. Following the plan. Huh? Yeah, I got to. Oh, I see what you did there, Daniel. I see what you did there. Hey, where are we at with the wealth development program, by the way, that you've been working on with Mr. Logan? Give me an update there. guess we're working on it. It's coming along though, right? Yeah, I mean, is we got the some first people in beta. No, I think I've dropped some hints, not so subtle hints that it's coming. But we've got a couple people going through the beta, the beta process, the wealth development. I'm pretty excited about it. Looks like we're going to have, uh, you know, an entry level uh, situation where if you're just trying to get started and you're looking for maybe more of a financial coach and some, you know. One on one meetings and some, you know, just some good content, some tutorial type things. There's an offering for you there. And then we've got our full blown wealth development program, which is a plan, an actual comprehensive plan. We've been struggling with this for the last year and a half. Number one, it was never our intention to have people from DIY be reaching out. But that's happening, so it is what it is. I mean, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful problem to have. But, uh, you know, the great dilemma, why there's not a lot of offerings from a financial planning uh, perspective for someone who doesn't have a lot of money is because it's hard to do. You you spend a significant amount of time on someone, and, and it's hard to be compensated. And you can't charge them, like, your hourly rate. I mean, it'd be like, oh, yeah, here you know, $5,000 for all the time I'm going to spend with you. That's like, wait a second, what? So anyways, we we think we've come to some solutions there. We're pretty excited about it, so stay tuned for that. Um, some other housekeeping odds and ends. The DIY Tribe rocking and rolling on the Facebook. Interesting post. I'm not going to publicly put these out, so you have to get on the Tribe in order to see this. and It's for anonymity purposes. Even though I'm not using their names, um, was asked by an agency to write for, uh, Some content for people that are at risk, adults that are at risk, leaving a domestic situation, domestic abuse situation, starting again, very, very humbling, humbling circumstances. So I'm choosing to write specific letters to each individual since the situations are so diverse. Uh, There's no blanket, you know, oh, do this, step A, step B, or step A, step one, step two. (laughs) There there is nothing like that. So specific letters, uh, you can find those on the tribe. Instagram, how's that going? Going. Got a new site. Indiv- I mean, we got so many good things going on with DIY right now. I feel like we're we were in a it. lull a little bit. We kind of lulled. Now we're just like spring is in the air. I am back. Woo! I'm back in the action. You know, I'm. You know it. And we got the tribe. We got a full-blown uh, intern marketing specialist joining us this summer. She's going to be working 150 hour a week in the sweatshop. No, I'm just joking. Not but really. Not really at all. Great stuff going on, so I'm excited about the future from DIY Money, so stay tuned there. All right, you joined the podcast to listen to a question, so let's get to it. We got a unique one from Chris today. Chris, what do you got? DIY! Hey, Quentin Daniel. My question comes from taxes. Taxes usually are you get a T4 slip or you get a, a slip that reports the income you made and you enter that into the system and
0: then they spit out how much you owe or how much you get back. In my cases, I've always gotten money back. My question is, if I am, let's say, I sell a fan
1: on Marketplace, on Facebook, and I get 40 bucks, how, how do I input that into my taxes? Like, what counts as just gifts and what counts as actual income? Maybe you can help differentiate that
0: for me. That'd be amazing.
1: I don't, I'm going to guess Chris is from Canada, eh? Canada. Because I've never heard of what a T4 is, but I'm assuming that's a Canadian thing. Probably uh, like our 1099. That's what I figured. Or a W2, right? Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm going to... But it's a good question Sounds easier in Canada. They just give you a form, you type it in, and it spits something out. Like, yeah. We have to fill out multiple boxes, do uh, a bunch of stuff. They probably have similar. Go to an account. Probably. He, he probably just made it just... sound super... Super yeah. simple, which was well, awesome.
1: He's selling fans. I mean, he keeps it simple. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to be interested to hear what Daniel says here. This is I'm going to put a big disclaimer up. Uh, Claire, put this on the YouTube. Claire! <laughs> we are. First of all, we are not CPAs. We are. You are. I would say we are. We're we're tax advisors. We advise in tax at times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know what do tax planning. We do tax planning. It's a gray area. Um, so I, I but I'm going to tell you from my perspective, I think, um, I don't know what the rules say, but if you were to sell one fan for $40 on Facebook, I'm not so sure I'd be concerned with reporting that. I don't know. Daniel may totally disagree, but I I just, I don't know. I guess that's a question for your accountant. Now, if you sell a fan, Along with a couch, along with a TV, along with this, and you've netted thousands of dollars. That's a totally different story. And the reality is, you have no basis in these things because you bought them. It wasn't a um, an expense, so you didn't. Ha- I mean, you didn't take a tax deduction or anything, and you sold them. Wait, how does you this all basis. work? You have basis. How does this all? You yeah, just but- bought it.
0: So do so you, you then do have, have to basis. calculate
1: your difference? You do. It's Is this an investment then?
0: No. It's a personal good at which you don't capital gains if you made a profit on it. Oh, okay. But because normally if you garage sale something or sell it on a Facebook Marketplace, you're not going to... Usually aren't going to make a profit on your IKEA sofa yeah. when you sell it. You're selling it for a loss. Got it. Casual um, goods you can't deduct losses on. They're right. not uh, investments. And so uh, if... Yeah, if you... For some reason, the couch that you bought from Ikea, the whatever Swedish name couch, became in high demand because of coronavirus, and now it's worth double what it was because they're totally out, supply chains, whatever. You bought it for 500 you sell it for 1000 Technically, you owe uh, capital gains on $500, different well, where what you bought and what you sold. Where it. I was going with this, so
1: that kind of then falls into the camp of... You're you're not really need to disclaim it unless he bought the fan for five bucks. Not disclaim it, claim it. If, unless he bought the fan for five bucks, right? If he bought the fan for five bucks and sells it for 40, he made a profit of 35, he should claim the $35 somewhere on your tax return. Is that a Schedule C thing, like
0: in your your investment? Okay, so I've never done a Canadian tax return, so I don't know. But in the American, yeah, Yeah. in the U.S., uh, let's say you're going through. Uh, TurboTax is one of the most popular. They probably have it on the H and R block, which is I think the second or third most popular. But when you're going through, you have a place where you can just declare other income. Um, not, and this doesn't just apply to uh, actually like garage sale income and things like that, but also bartering income. Like if uh, if I agree to do something for you, you agree to do something for me, there's a sort of a notional value there. It's technically income, and you can you can just add that in without actually having a tax form. Uh, you're not required to have a tax form for everything you put on your tax return. So if you really wanted to go by the letter of the law, you would declare all of that, anything that you made a profit on uh, with respect to that. Now, uh, the IRS is going to look at uh, different determinations. If, if you're a casual seller of good, that's like your garage sale, you're uh, periodically putting stuff on Facebook Marketplace, there's you know sort of a common sense area of, well, most of the time that stuff's going to be sold for a loss, it doesn't really matter, it's more work than it's worth putting it in, so that's a pretty gray area. And they're not going to come after you for five bucks or fifty bucks that you sold on. Unfa- like that's not going to be the thing that triggers audit one, because most of the time they wouldn't know that you had a garage sale and didn't report income. So, but if it were to shift towards a business, like you start yes. to flip stuff, right? Uh, so now you're buying stuff. You know you're. Exp- expensing the expenses of uh setting up your business and, and and doing things. Really if it becomes uh so from casual you go to like hobby, like you're doing it enough, but you're never making a profit on it, that's still, you know, you don't have profit. So you can't really deduct expenses. Uh and then but once you get to the business, which is you're doing it consistently enough, you're generating uh income and potentially profit, and you have expenses against that uh income and profit. Uh, that's the point at which you absolutely do have to have record keeping and tracking and all that. Most people, when we're talking about Facebook marketplace, garage sales, et cetera, are going to fall into the, the casual, I sold something to you, it's probably a loss. I brought this question
1: up for two reasons. One was just exactly what you're going for there, Daniel, is a lot of people are moving into this world of consistent buying and selling whether it's Facebook, Marketplace, eBay, what have you, uh, to the point of maybe you turn it into a situation where you even have an online store. And at the same time, I'm not seeing a lot of discussion around taxes and this, that, and the other. And I'm here to tell you, this is why I wanted to bring this question up, that if you are moving in that direction, you need to be tracking and following and reporting these Gains, these expenses, whatever it may be, you need to be doing that because, again, as as Daniel just said, the casual aspect of you know I'm selling a fan for forty dollars, um, assuming again it's not a fan you bought for five, or it's one fan and not two hundred fans that you ended up buying. You know, from a Chinese wholesaler for 50 cents on the dollar, and you've made a ton of money doing that, this isn't an excuse to go, oh, well, it was just a fan for $40. No, it was 300 fans that, you know, you did drop shipped from wherever. And that's obviously reportable income. The second thing I'll say, this is the reason, the primary reason I brought this up is I spent, I'm not joking, over an hour recreating the buys and sells that I personally had in a Coinbase account Mm -hmm. for 2020 so that I could report the gain that I had among, and it was just three. It was Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then another uh, ICO. And so what a pain. Now, one of my problem was I transferred those assets intra-year from Coinbase to Coinbase Pro, Yep. And so I had to sort of recreate that. But my understanding, I've not seen my 1040 yet back from my accountant, but my understanding is this year there is an area that says, do you have gains from or have you traded in crypto? I know a lot of people who are just sort of bypassing this, feeling like the IRS isn't going to care. Oh, they're cracking down. uh, They are. And you might think this is why, this is the main reason I brought this out. You might think that your $500, $1,000, $2,000, whatever it may be, is not significant in the IRS mind. And therefore, you're not going to go through the trouble of reporting it. You didn't get a 1099 from Coinbase. You didn't get a 1099 from, you know, BlockFi or whatever. So who cares, right? No, it's, you do care. And the reason you care is because fast forward however many years, when these things are mandatorily let's say reported from the crypto exchange so the IRS you know calls up and says hey we need all of the records from this and and it's all electronic this isn't like by hand so they could literally hit a button and find all the social securities that made a profit now you might think oh quint but come on so i owe tax on that you know, five years from now, I'll deal with it at the time. Oh, contraire, Mulfray! That's not the way the IRS works. The IRS will impose penalty and interest that entire time. So the reason I I had a minuscule in 2020, sold majority of mine in 2021, so I'm gonna have to go back and do it again. But I had a minuscule gain in 2020 from what I sold. But I still went ahead and did it, and the reason is I don't want a nightmare where in ten years the IRS says, "Oh, you owe a hundred grand," and I'm like, "What? Oh, yeah. Well, we know you sold this amount, and they don't care about my basis. Remember, it's always based on the sales to the IRS, not the ba- they don't have the basis, so they could come back and say, "Well, we know you sold X number of thousands of dollars. We don't have your basis, and so." That's the that's the amount of tax you owed based on that amount and oh by the way you owe interest and here's a $100,000 or here's a $100,000 uh, invoice. Now you got to go back 5 10 whatever figure out your basis try to recreate that no way. So, we went from a fan to Coinbase and Bitcoin, I know, but I wanted to make that leap because there are certain areas yes business but most importantly, in my opinion, for a lot of you listener out there, crypto or ongoing uh, sales on the Internet, you know, flipping this, buying a baseball card, flipping it for thousands of dollars. Please, please, please take the time to track those. Loop in your CPA or report them so you don't have to worry about this from the IRS in a decade. Boom. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Encouragement, my friend.
0: Uh, and so the IRS has pretty clearly broadcast that they're going to take this more seriously. Now on the 1040 form itself, it's right at the top, right? Where your names and social security numbers are. You have to answer the question at any time during the year, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire financial interest in any virtual currency? Do make sure if you're doing your own taxes that you answer that correctly because now you're not just talking about taxes and penalties. uh, If in five years they... They do a mass download, but you're actually talking about fraud uh, on your tax return. So, listen, if you if you bought, received, sold, whatever, uh, and you need to answer that yes, then answer yes and do your homework and, just, and pay some taxes. That's it.
1: That, that's the other thing I share with people is, you know, if it happened and you made money or lost money, just go through the steps of reporting that, getting your information. I put a little tab on my Google sheet where I track my checking and my budget and everything, and I just wrote crypto, and I'll keep track of 2021, etc. Now, I will be candid with you that until this reporting from 1099s and everything improves from Coinbase, I probably won't touch another crypto because that was a pain in the butt. That yeah. was not... Because it's not like... Hundred shares, maybe a decimal in there. It's like 0754329 er. I mean, it was yeah. awful. Anyways, uh,
0: it's not the system's not really built for this yet. Not so. fun.
1: Anyway, so that's a great question, Chris. Hopefully, we answered it for you. Uh, always, you can seek you know second opinion through a tax a personal CPA or tax advisor. They're they're called something different in Canada. It's not a CPA. I'm not. I don't think. Anyways, whatever. So we're assuming you're in Canada. You might not be. Might be in Finland or something.
0: Yeah, we'd have to Google who else has T4s. T4. did not sound like a Finnish accent. No, I don't know. I just threw that one out there.
1: All right, you've been listening to DIY Money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Please report gains and losses to the IRS and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.